Fear and Loathing in America Word went around a couple weeks ago they wanted someone to run for the open school board seat. At first it was unclear who exactly put the word out. Just some parents looking to get one of their own on the board, a neighbor told him. Sam is definitely one of them. Three kids in the district, fourth grader at the grammar school, sixth grader at the middle school, freshman at the high school. For the most part, he and his wife love the school system. A pleasant, safe environment with first-class teachers and a reputation for academic excellence. He discussed it with his wife. She wasn't exactly thrilled with the idea of him running for or serving on the school board, but if you want to commit, I'll support you. So, he told his neighbor, who made a couple calls, and within a day or two, he was invited to meet with a group of concerned parents. He assumed the meeting would be a friendly exchange, lots of talk about their kids, and, of course, questions and answers about serving on the school board. But nope, these are some serious and distraught parents. They get down to business with barely a how-do-you-do or how's-the-wife. Want to talk straight away about critical race theory and sex education and filthy books that would best be banned from the curriculum. They are passionate and, yes, convincing in their views. Sam listens and often finds himself nodding in agreement. We don't need our kids hearing about what awful monsters white people are, the leader of the meeting proclaims, how we enslaved the blacks and annihilated the aboriginals. Water over the dam, far better for our kids to hear about the Declaration of Independence and the Gettysburg Address. Well, Sam's not entirely sure about all this, but he nevertheless nods. And teaching 6th and 7th graders about sex, seriously? Isn't that our job? A parent's job? What's up with teachers assuring our kids that perverse sexual behavior is perfectly acceptable? Are you kidding me? It's tough enough out there for our kids without them hearing about it's okay to be homosexual or lesbian or queer or transgender. What the hell is transgender anyway? Good God, just let them grow up normal, like we did. Now, Sam considers himself a fairly open-minded guy, but has to admit, he was a bit startled when his 11-year-old came home talking about a girl in his class who wanted to be a boy. And some of these books they're subjecting our children to, the leader exclaims, my God, it's disturbing. The Bluest Eye, for instance, by Toni Morrison, being read as we speak at the high school, contains a detailed description of a young girl being raped. Raped! Our children need to read this garbage? Didn't Toni Morrison, Sam wants to ask but doesn't, win the Nobel Prize for Literature? And doesn't... Amnon rape his sister Tamar in the book of Samuel, right there in the Bible? And didn't he read recently that a woman gets raped somewhere in America every two minutes? The same article claimed one quarter to one third of all women in America will be sexually assaulted in their lifetime. Or, continues the leader, 
Out of Darkness depicts in detail a Mexican girl and a black boy having sex. Disgusting. Ghost Boy, about a black kid murdered by police. Murdered. Do we need our children subjected to that nonsense? I don't think so. Ground Zero, Gender Queer. We are the ants, about a homo with explicit descriptions of masturbation and genitalia. Or What Girls Are Made Of talks all about abortion, for the love of God. Abortion. I could go on and on, but I believe you see my point. Now, Sam thinks his teenage daughter read that one, What Girls Are Made Of. Yes, he's sure that was the title. His wife and daughter discussed the book at length afterward. A good, positive discussion about teen pregnancy, premarital sex, and girls taking pride in their bodies. Still, most parents present at the meeting cheer and applaud and assure the leader they 100% absolutely see his point. We need, the leader proclaims, these books banned. We need Another gentleman in the audience shouts, These books burned. That idea really fires up the meeting. They decide to stage a book burning in the parking lot of the high school and put it right out on Facebook Live for everyone to see. Time, the leader declares, to take back our schools, protect our kids, and make America decent again. These declarations receive enthusiastic approvals. Sam sits there and listens and tries to control his beating heart and troubled thoughts. It's not easy. He feels anxious and confused. The leader looks at him and asks, Are you with us, Sam? Sam does not hear. Not the first time. His mind has drifted. Sam, yo Sam, calls the leader. Are you with us in this fight? Are you willing to run for the board and fight for what's right? Sam slips out of his reverie. He looks at the leader, glances around the room, and wonders who these people are. He knows some of them, or thought he did. He assumes they mean well, but wants to ask, Why are you all so angry, so afraid of the truth? But he doesn't have the guts. He doesn't have the gumption. A few days later, he does not attend the book burning. And when asked about running for the board, he says, you know, with work and other commitments, I'm afraid I I just don't have time. More accurate might be, I'm afraid. 